check it out. This podcast, man, this one's interesting. Y'all would never think who I'm about to get in the, in the stew tonight. So check this out. This is Mikey Fit of the Fit and Q Podcast. I got my man, my right-hand man for years. I mean, I've weaved up and down the roads, throughout the clubs, throughout the bars, koofy smacking, rock bottoms, um, briefcases in the locker room. I got my man, the one and only, the DJ Lex Lear. DJ What's Lex up, man? Lear, What's Lear up, with man? a beer in here. Here we go. Yes, here sir. Yes, go. sir. So yes, check sir. this out, man. I got my man on the podcast. This First and foremost, man, I appreciate you coming on the pod, man. Um... We're no going to get straight no to problem. it. Um, I've known you, what, 20-plus now? It's Between been. you and Rob, it's been 20-plus, so... 20-plus, Volkswagen, four-door. Yo, maroon, four-door. Let me tell you what, yo, this the only... This this the dude that, yo, taught me how to drive, probably taught me how to get to the shits real soon and real early. Neutral drop. Yeah, neutral dropping <laughs> automatics, shifting automatics, <laughs> Fast and the Furious, Civic Days. Like, yo, we could go on. Like, this podcast will run out. T- grabbing talking, second gear and yeah, automatics. Yeah, grabbing second gear, transmissions, wire harnesses. <laughs> I think me and you did our first wire harness together the in, the in 20 degrees. And, yeah, right. That shit was nuts. Cold. Uh, first and foremost, as we always do, man, um, I appreciate you coming in. Yeah, uh, I've got no a couple problem. questions for you. Um, we just going to go with it, so we're going to get to it. So, a lot of y'all may know, some of y'all don't know, my man's been in the DJ for a long time, like, so let's get to it. So, um, how did, what influenced you to get into DJing as far as recording, mixing club beats, linking up with people that you linked up to to allow you to be able to do what you're doing? Because, yo, you've been doing this for a minute on the humble, like... We dropped CDs, tracks. We dropped a 40-minute track on some we people. We did. We did. Volume 3. Volume 3. So we all got started off pretty much. Like, I like to listen to slow jams at the beginning. And how it really kicked off was I was riding around in that V-dub. I'm playing, you know, Keith Sweat. Everybody's like, oh, that's gay. You can't be playing Keith Sweat. So I go home. So I before get, you go, I don't want to cut you off, but yo, ahead, this dude ahead. put me on. Let me tell you what, yo. This go probably ahead. the first dude I know that put their first system in their car, running off the house speakers in the trunk, off of a stock radio system. Yes, tape we did. Deck. Yes, we did. I had, <laughs> I had the pioneers from the house. My dad's, uh, my dad's old eight track speakers. I put them in the trunk, twisted some wires together. Boom, we got bass and we live. So back to it. So yo, go ahead and explain. I didn't mean to cut you off. We was we was riding, you know what I mean? Coming down my first car, uh, with that same bass in the back. I was like, man, these songs is corny without no beat on them. So I bring it back home. I get on Virtual DJ Volume One. For those of you that know what that is, it's a DJ software. Right now we are on Volume Eight, Nine, and then if you have the upgrade, I just upgraded probably 15 minutes ago to do this to to Volume Ten of Virtual DJ. Um, I start throwing beats together. First song I made, watch out for the V-dub. It hit off. Um, that was on a tape deck, right? That was on a tape deck. The bone stock tape deck with the wired A-trash speakers in the trunk. And we was we, we started off with that. And then next thing you know, people liked it. Hey, where'd you get that from? I, I made it. Oh, can you make me a copy? So we copying cassette tapes. 
Uh, then we went to CDs and we made whole albums, volume one, two, three, four, five. Yo, and what's crazy is y'all don't understand this. If y'all from the Hattie, and we say Hattie Grace, we don't say Havity Grace. It's Hattie, Hattie Grace. H A D D I E. Get it right. Snickets. <laughs> we say Hattie Snickets. Grace. So with that, my man, let me tell you what. I think a couple years ago we touched bases on it, and you said somebody messaged you on the book to let you know that they found their volume three. Like, yes. for you to have a CD now is crazy because, you know, we all with the phone with the DSPs as far as Spotify, Apple, and, you know, Tidal. Yo, for you to have somebody bring double that back to you is crazy, like, with the music. Like, and you took, at that time, you was on some basic software. You not even know where, what the setup is I'm seeing right in front of us right now. But, no, we, yo, how, how does it feel to still understand that people still bumping stuff that we had over 10 years crazy. ago? It's crazy. It's crazy. I see people at least, I would say, once or twice a month that have one of those CDs. I remember that song you played. And the people, it's so, it's old because I haven't made a CD in a very long time. Everything's all digital now. So, um Somebody said, yeah, oh, yeah, I got your volume three in the car. That track one y'all made with everybody laughing, it was the best track. Is that the Hurt track? That's the Hurt track. Wow. The Hurt track was on volume three. Okay. Um, we had the intro on there. Uh, just to hear people playing the songs, all them CDs you made back in the day. I mean, I do have a SoundCloud. Um, it's not up to date. Um, like, I'll have copyright problems. But, um, yeah, that's something I can work out. Um, but there's a lot of people, surprisingly, that I'll be just in Walmart, just shopping, you know what I mean? Buying some groceries, low-budget baller. Yo, let me tell y'all something before he go any farther, yo. I don't know if y'all known us, but if you knew 310 North Stoke Street, um, you know, we had some great times. We had some times that we regret. We got some times that we, you know, we, 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 we all grew as men in that household together. So y'all talking this Jersey Shore and all these, like, Fiesta Keys and all Jersey that. Jersey Shore's terrible. We was the originals. Like, if, if we'd have hooked up with cutting it short so we don't get no no disclaimers and nobody in trouble. Yeah, I went on laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want no problems. Our bank account's set yeah, up. Yeah, the way our bank account's set up. But I'm going to tell you what, man. We all matured as men. Myself, you, Trav, you know, uh, Plant-Based, Bundy, anybody that came through 310, we always had a good time trying to keep it positive. But... You know, we all grew as men, and we all grew up as men together. I mean, between, I was like 15 running with y'all, so y'all always kept me in the loop. Like, yo, you're not going to do what we used to do or what we had to do. So I think y'all, like, it, it goes as far as y'all. I mean, in reality, we wouldn't be where we are right now Absolutely. without 310. Yeah, and that's, that's a fact. Like, yo, like I said, we had good and bad times in our situations as far as partying, but for the most part, I think we had a lot of, I'm gonna say a good 85% we had up. Like, we enjoyed each other. We had a blast. Like, so growing up as men, J Lo on the screen right now, but we yeah, gotta, get, to, but we gotta the, get this pop. We, we can might always need to go to one. commercial break. No, nah, we can't commercial. We're gonna get to it. So, back to your DJing. So, you know, you're seeing people in the stores and stuff now. So, we're so moving forward with your DJing. So, what did you do? So, after you did the, the tapes and we move a couple years forward, we, go we fast forward with CDs. And so we go to you started. Online. Go, you went online. So then, did you? What did you progress after you got online and people started hearing about you out in Hartford County in the Baltimore County area? The biggest, the biggest progression was MySpace because MySpace allowed you to take what you had at home or take what you had on the CD and put it to where the world could hear it. Mm -hmm. And that's when it started to really start going. That's when we would have. CD release parties at 
major venues. Like we're talking about the port. We're talking about Green Turtles, the, to the, the tower, tower, Bel Air. Did you uh, touch Looney's any? I don't know if you uh, touched them. We played songs at Looney. I never played at Looney's, okay. but I've had my CDs. But you had the Green. You had the Green Turtle in Aberdeen. Yeah, right? Green Turtle okay. Aberdeen. We had uh, Dark Horse and all the names that building has been. We played. Did you in touch there. Baltimore County? We didn't go to Baltimore County. Okay, we we, so we were we, so to sum it up, we if y'all know where we from, we from the four one zero, which is we twenty minutes north of Baltimore. We're not from Baltimore. We twenty minutes north of Baltimore in, in the burbs. It's called Hartford County, Maryland. So uh, familiarize yourself with us. Um, yo, Some it was y'all a, known as Hazard County. Yeah, it's known as Hazard County. Or you know, we got a bad rep right now for having one of the highest, you know, opiates uh, overdoses in the nation. But um, on a positive note. Moving, go ahead and I'll let you finish up. But you said that now you now so now you in you in local bars. So so what was your next step after that? What was your goal? Because you was you were subbing in maybe every now and then, or you was like featured in with like my man DJ Russ and stuff like that. Shout out yeah. to DJ Russ by the Shout way. Shout out DJ Russ. He's a he's a big influence as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, um the DJing thing started off. Um, you know. Um, you know, my man Rob, you know, DJ Tic Tac, shout out to him too. Um, he's the one that kind of made me get up off the computer and into a venue somewhere. Because you were just live. comfortable being at the house. I was comfortable playing on the computer. Because we had the parties board. Yeah, at the house, never left the house with it. So finally, after all the years of just making CDs and being online, I show face at the tower in Bel Air, Harvard County, Bel Air. And. We blow the doors off this place. You know, I'm live playing. Everybody's like, oh, Lex Lair's out of the house. So here we are. And then I said, let's make it a CD release. So then we go back to the CDs and whatnot. And we're online. And we got the MySpace and the mm-hmm. Facebook going. SoundCloud's rolling, too. Everybody's got SoundCloud. Like, we just trying to... I was trying to move into the newer age of technology. As CDs are a thing of the past now. So, so was it MP3 or was it straight to the iPod? It was iPod at this point. It was MP3 straight to iPods. Um, Yo, I remember when you gave me that CD. I think I had 500 songs on the MP3 player. I made an CD. MP3 CD that had five, yeah, 500 songs on it. I loaded. I put all albums on one disc. And you was now. Were you selling? I don't remember, but you can tell me. Were you selling them? Or at this point, we was just distributing them to people because people wanted them. And you was just doing it for for your passion in the music. I was handing them out. I sold volume one, two, and three. Volume four and five, any special editions I made for anybody, I just handed them out. Okay. If you ask me now, I'm going to hand you a CD. I'm going to send you some MP3s. I'm going to send it however digital download. We got to do it. There's no sense in it now. It's, it's, not, it's not new. Can I still make new music? As soon as somebody says make something new, I'll make something new. It takes me 15 minutes to mix anything anybody want to challenge me to. Um, it's easy. It's easy. It's like it's like butter on bread. To make, to make a mix, to make a club mix, to remix, chop and screw, no matter what it is, is easy to do. Okay? Um, the differences between then and now is that technologies took place. And you got a lot of copyright stuff. There's a lot on. of copyright problems going on, a lot of issues. You post something online and take it off. Even though it's a mix or it's a chop and screw, you take it offline. And it's not sometimes I don't want to say it's not worth the hassle, but it's a lot involved in it just to get a, a mix out in the air so people can hear it. Um a full mix. I have been posting samples. Mm-hmm. Um, thirty second samples, thirty second videos. Because anything after that, you got that copyright. Anything after thirty thing, seconds yeah. is copyright infringement. I've been hit with it twice from Reverb Nation. I'm hit with it from SoundCloud. 
Um, so I got to be very careful with what I'm mixing and how I'm mixing it. So let's fast so we can get to, you know, keep it flowing. So now we to probably, let's say, we to now. So where you at now as far as with the music? Um, or maybe uh, maybe a year or two ago, where you at? Because you and shout out to our boy Scott. Scott Paulie, our boy Fat Boy. We call him Fat Boy. Scott. Where, where would y'all, where are you at now as far as where, so so you, you took a little bit of a break because we had the boys and we're going to touch, we're going to touch on the nephews yeah. and my yep. nephews and stuff. So yeah, you took a little boys. bit of a break and then you came back because you ended up back at some another Harford County spots. They wanted you, they requested for you to yes, come. So. Yes, so I played for a while at the Tower. I was there Thursday, Thursdays and Saturday night. Um, Lex Production was running Saturday night. It was a great time. It was a bang out. Um, me and the boss over there, if you're all familiar with, with Harvard County, Mario, owner of the tower, they had that big remodel. Um, we were a little bit, you know, we were butting heads a little bit about how I played. Um, I was, I'm a people person. I play for the people. I know I have my rules and what I'm supposed to play when I go places or whatnot, but the people are requesting something and they're having a good time, a wedding party of 100 people. I'm not going to say no to a hundred people that are paying the rest of the crowd, the rest of the um, the staff. They're buying drinks, they're buying food, you know, they're 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 buying stuff. If they want to request a song, I'm going to play it. But we butt heads, so so I took a break. I took a break. Um, this is kind of spend time with my family, mm -hmm. um, spend time with my kids. You know, salute to you, salute to you for one. Um, for being a father, as always, yes, my, my, my nephews, number and, one, number one thing. And congratulations on you finally getting your your man cave, your studio done. Cause boy, it's, it's I complete. seen the process. It's complete. You so know? now you. So let's talk now. So where are you at as far as mentally and 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 and, and passion, passionably, if that's a word. I still it is. Music. It is. I'm still I'm still 110 percent involved. Um, I now I'm more focused on. Uh, more, more like more private venues like weddings, parties, bull roasts, birthday parties. Um, Mind you, I'm trying to get this dude on Instagram and all this parties. stuff. He's just not with it. So if any of y'all that's listening to my it. podcast, but listen, <laughs> any of y'all that need, you can always message me at Mikey Fit. That's on Facebook and Mikey Fit. That's M I K I E underscore P H I T. Y'all need a DJ. I always tag him and stuff. Shout out to our man, um, DJ Russ. He really doing the Hartford County thing. But my man Lear, he got you. I promise y'all. Whenever I decide I'm going to get married again, it's going to probably be 35 years from now, and I'm going to have my man in a wheelchair on the scratches. But by then, we probably going to have everything hovering around us. I don't us, know, so. mixtape, volume 35. But, yeah, but um, so with that being said, what we're going to do is now I'm going to ask you, uh, what's the pros and cons as far as what was the pros of being a DJ from however long you've been doing it for the past 10 years what was the pros of that? And what was the cons of that? And how kind of it of how how did you balance your life, your daytime job, your daily job, and then your passion for being a DJ? If that makes sense. So you can break sense. it. Yeah. So, so you can do your pros and your cons, and then I would like for you to touch on how you balance the being a dad and being a family man with your um with your wonderful fiance and everything. How it tied into balancing everything out with your passion, your daytime job, and you know being a father. So how how it works out? I try to put all of it together, okay. you know. Um, there's been a few times, been a, been a whole bunch of times, every every party, bull roast, a wedding, reception, anything like that, the family is always invited by the host. 
So which everyone is dope. Is, which is dope. That way you keep a yeah. You keep an open communication with, with Ash and um, shout out to Ash. Yo, she's been you know she really been with you, sticking through you with all this. Cause it's, it's, tough, right being, it's, it's tough, right being, right it's tough being it's tough being it's tough being it's tough being, you know, coming into a situation where you got somebody that's involved in the entertainment as far as you are. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, we um, they're always invited. You know, at whatever venue we're at, long as you know, if it's of course it was a kid friendly. Um, birthday parties I've done. Um, I brought all the kids with me. Um, I brought Ashley with me. That's my fiance. Um, we all we're all there. Everyone gets to enjoy the same enjoyment that I'm I, that I'm having doing that. Seeing everybody dancing and having a good time. I mean, there's videos everywhere. The boys dancing, Mariah's dancing. Mm -hmm. um, everyone's having a good time. So I've kind of put all of it into one. I've even brought my same DJ experience to my day job at Verizon. Where we did something for the kids. Phone plug. Let me let y'all know. He phone is the phone plug. plug. We yes. gonna run. He's running specials right now. Motorola flip phones is coming out. The Razer flip, full touchscreen flip. Let's go. Samsung Galaxy Z. Where can flips. they find you at? They can find me. Beards Hill, Aberdeen, right next to the brand new coming soon movie theater. Okay, playing the fitness down the way. You can hide my boy Mikey right there. Yes, sir. Okay, you so back I mean? to it. So balancing everything up. The kids is invited. The kids is invited. So what's the pro? So I mean, for you, how? What's the pros? Let's go with the negative first, and then we'll finish up on the positive. And then I want you to throw us a little. I want you to throw me a little two to three minute mix together if you got something in the ki in the kitchen for me. So what's the what, what's the cons? Cooking in the kitchen. What's the cons of being a DJ? As far as yo, I know long nights and all that, but just going to what's the cons of being a DJ? I would say, I mean, you're right about the long nights. That's a big deal. crowd. Whatever the maybe. crowd, the vibe. The vibe and the crowd. So being a DJ, some people look at it differently than I do. I look at it as I feel the people. Mm -hmm. The people aren't having a good time. I'm not having a good time. So you go off of vibes? Or are you just are you are you visioning it, or are you can feel the energy? I'm feeling the energy. Okay. People just sitting around. Okay, they might be sitting around, but at the same time, they're not leaving. You know what I mean? So what I'm playing, they might not be dancing to it, but they listen. But they're not like, oh, this sucks. We're going to go. Out. Let's we're going to go over to. Sean but Gertz or, or Bolins okay. or 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 go do whatever they do in Bel Air, uh -huh. um, but people listen to it. They're bopping their head. They're moving around. Every once in a while, yeah, I get a crowd going. We get a crowd going. Once they get going, they usually stay going, or they stay going until somebody tell me to stop. Mm -hmm. And once I get going, and once they're going, we're all in a big vibe, mm -hmm. and that's a vibe that's hard to describe, like because. If you if you work with music and you're playing music in a car or you're riding somewhere and you feel that song and then the next song come on you feel that one and you keep feeling everyone that comes on, that keeps the vibe going. And when yeah. you're DJing like that same vibe that you're feeling and the crowd feels that everyone's in sync, you can practically play whatever however you want and everyone is going to enjoy so it. So name so we got off because then because I'm then I'm gonna ask you about the pros so. Name two cons that you've experienced in DJ. What was it like? Made you almost be like, you know what? Pack my equipment up. I'm just gonna keep it at the house. You know what I'm saying? I would say, I would say finances. Okay, that's not something that you want to look at when you're talking about a passion. But I will say that for they try to undercut you, undercutting because there's thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment here now. Before it was just me and my laptop. Now we're talking controllers, speakers, subs, wires, cables. And all and that you stuff. You're toting all this and gas. And we got to lug it. We got to take it where it's got to go. We got to unload. We got to set it up. And then you're talking about $50 or $100 or 
to do a nine to two or nine to three. I turned that down. As much as I love music, as much as I want to do that. But you got to also know with that is like I always tell people, all money ain't good money. I know. And you got to yeah. know your worth because if you're selling yourself short, the next man going to come and scoop that $50 up. That's a starting off. And you're not a, you're a veteran DJ. So always remember, and I'm just, you know, not to cut you off, but always remember all money ain't good money, everybody. Just because they saying $100 and you know your worth is $250, $300, or $500, get your money. If they say no, you walk away from it. Know your worth. You got to know your worth at the end of the day. So what's another one? One yeah, more. Yeah, he was sliding in for that $100. That was killing me. Doing it by myself. Yeah. Um, so, no. so finances and what was one more? Finances, I would say just the time. Because the timing along with that goes... Most people will go to the bar. Their last call is at 145, 2 o'clock. Okay, you leave, you get in your car or Uber or however you get home, and you're home half hour, you know, 20 minutes. For a DJ, it is unwiring, it's unpacking, it is pretty much putting the party all in the back of your vehicle, which isn't getting me home until 3, sometimes 4 o'clock in the morning. Yo, I did security, bro. I, I know what you're talking about. Stacking <laughs> chairs up. I'm ready to go home at 1.30. You know, you, know? you know, we ain't young no more, so we supposed to be in bed by 2 o'clock yeah. the latest on the and, weekend. And what makes it, and, and, uh, and going along with the crowd, though, like some people will leave an area at 12.30, 1 o'clock. You still have to entertain. Just because they left doesn't mean that... The party stopped. That, that, you know, that, that, you know, that you're done. You got to keep going because... Not only is there a boss that's looking at you, there could be somebody that's looking at you for another spot. Mm-hmm. You got to keep going full 120%. Whether there's one person in there or 100 people. One or none in there. One or a million people in there. You got to keep it moving. And if you don't, you look bad. Look like you gave up. Yeah. So you got to ride that out to that last moment, which is usually 145, 2 o'clock. And then you got to break it down after that. So what's two pros What's two pros of DJing? What, what, besides the fact that you're passionate about it and you love it? Pros is just watching everybody just have a good time. Like, if they're having a good time, I'm having a good time. And that's when the money doesn't really make a difference. Because if we're all having the ball, I've done some charity events. I've, I played for the Aberdeen baseball team, uh, softball team, I'm sorry. I played for Aberdeen softball. Um, I played for Bull Rose. I played places where there was no dollar sign involved at all. But everybody there was having a good time, and I like that because I can talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we played at the football game. Everybody dancing, was doing cha-cha slide or Cupid Shuffle. Um, I got a message last week that the Cupid Shuffle that I've remixed, the, the remix of the Cupid Shuffle, is being played throughout Baltimore right now, thanks to my man DJ Marvin. Big shout-out to DJ Marvin. Shout-out to DJ Marvin. He always hooked, he always hooked him a couple me up. weeks, man. Shout out. He be at the game in Baltimore a lot. He stay but, hooking me up, make sure I'm good. So... What do you feel? Because that's a big that's a big one, and we can go into the. Uh, my question to you is: What do you feel is one of the? What do you feel is one of the biggest dance songs as far as whether you remixed or you didn't remix it? As far as DJing, like is it the Cupid Shuffle, the Cha Cha, is it the Mambo Number Five, or whatever it may be? What you think is the biggest the biggest dance song? I mean, it really depends on where you at. It depends on where you are, like in 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 the well, county. Well, let me say, as far as all the events you work, what do you feel is like one of the biggest? What has been the biggest hitters for you as far as what genre of music is it? Country? Is it R and B? Has it been club music? Has it been hip hop? Has it been um um what's the reggaeton or whatever it's been? been? It's been it's been so the so the club music has faded has faded pretty 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 strong. 
Shout out to K-Swift, too, man. She really opened up doors for a lot of people, man. Yeah, Shout club out to music, K yeah, K-Swift, club music, it was a big deal. Back in the prime, club music was something that was a rare thing to find. Like, it was just a, was it somewhere. more of, a, I think it was more of a Baltimore, Maryland, DMV, Virginia thing. It was a yeah. DMV thing. Yeah. Now yeah. it was spread to Jersey, I heard, and I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, now, like, now it's like Jersey, Ohio, it's, all it's, them. It's all the way, it's across the map now, so it's not special. It to was what special we had until when K-Swift was here. Yeah. Right, right, right. It was special to come to Baltimore. So you feel like what genre was probably the best? Well, currently the the most popular music to play right now is somewhere between trap music, hip hop music, uh, hip hop remixes, um, and reality with everyone and, and how the age categories are, whatever they find on TikTok. Okay, and gotcha. some of the songs on TikTok ain't even mainstream songs. And that's how they getting paid. That's the new wave is that TikTok. Yeah. I ain't on TikTok, so you know yeah, what I mean. I don't have one either. So what we're going to do real quick, we're going to take a minute or two segment. I'm going to let you go ahead and chop and screw what you do best. Um, Give them a little snippet. And then, like I said, y'all can follow my man. Um, What's your um, your Facebook? Just, you just got to look for Alex Lex Lear Watkins. I'm going to tag Lex him. Watkins. I'm going to tag him in this post when I um when I drop the video. I mean, when I drop the podcast. So y'all stay tuned. But he's going to give you all you know, a little snippet, a little snippet. I'm going to leave it to you, bro.
y'all hear it. Y'all about to you about to get me in my bag in here. And I'm, I'm about talking. to get live. I know we gonna like, get live. We gonna give them something Bo before you. We gonna yeah, bowhaggers. Yeah. Shout out to bowhaggers. That's where it all started. So, um, you a dad? So, great kids. Um, me yes, and you coach sports together. So, all the family stuff that you did. Now you involved in sports with me. Me and you took over a team that we didn't even think we were supposed to be helping out. But we well, this long story short is. He's a sports dad. So with that being said, how was it for you to coach the boys? First of all, you got to separate yourself from being a coach and being the father. So how was it you being the coach and you being the dad? Because I was the head coach, so I already knew what time was. I held them to a higher expectation. I'm not even going to lie to you. Them boys, I held them to. Man, there was many of practices. I know the boys probably came. I know Mason for sure cussed me out 37 times. He probably <laughs> called me an N-word four times. But at the end of the day, yeah. I'm going to tell you this. Um, for, me to coach the, for me to coach my nephews was the probably one of the biggest. I mean, it just fell in our laps. And I came to him, and he looked at me, and we're like, we don't even have the one-on-one book of coaching. We didn't, I didn't play football in high school. You didn't do sports in high school. So it's like, we here now. Yeah, we're we going like, off Madden. We was deer in headlights, you know. We I, sat we, down, we came up now. with a game plan. To be honest with you, we had a successful team. We didn't keep, we didn't technically supposed to keep score, but we we came out above 500 for never coaching. We came and we had the most respectable, we were one of the most highly respected coaches in Coach the entire league. Coaching staff of the, of the league because so, of what we, what we created. Absolutely. Yes. So with that being said, like I said, I held the boys to a high expectation. Sometimes I would have to take a step back. You would even tell me like, yo, you got to go take a walk because you're losing your mind. As you know, you know me forever. When I'm in into the zone and how I am with anything passionate I'm about, and especially with the boys, I always held them to a high expectation because I know what they're capable of doing. So when they had them bad practices, you know, I know where we would be at. So from you transitioning from being a coaching dad to being dad when you got home, how did you turn it on and off? Like, that shit is nuts, bro. Well, I got young boy now, so yeah, I couldn't yeah, even know yeah. what to do. So, look, that was a tough, tough thing because I've always been good with the – I've always been good with – um but the mental stability of keeping myself level-headed between on and off switches. But the one thing that was difficult was the football because when we got home, they the boys were still in football mode. They still wanted to play football. They were fired and up. And they would call football. you coach. They wouldn't even call they you dad. They was calling me coach. Coach, when's the, you know, coach, when's dinner? I'm like, wait a minute. I'm you know, I'm, I'm dad. dad. I'm now. dad. I take my belt off and whoop your ass like Pootie Tang. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not coach no more. Yeah. Most people get in the driveway. I'm dad. But it was. Um, it was it was it was challenging at first because I didn't you know like I said there had like we didn't know what we was really doing, but we ended up having those two successful seasons. I always say season well, one season, episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I say season one episode one. And season, I had to take a season break. Two episode June. two. Yeah. yeah. And we went. I mean, we had a good time. We could practice. It was a good learning curve. It was a good learning curve for everybody. It was new for everybody. It was a perfect time for all of us to go in at the same time. New. Um, they learned from me. I learned from them. Um, I did a lot of homework at home. Um, yeah, it did involve some Madden because Madden got the plays right on the thing. It was easy to work with. Um, I started doing some homework, learning some plays, learning what to do, whose positions or whatever. You know what's crazy is, yo, we came up with a playbook, bro. And I think we had four plays that worked all year. The Watkins reverse was the best one. That was the best play. You know what I mean? Like that play, I mean, it's a tight end reverse, but we call the Watkins reverse. 
You know, Carter and Mason were both on the outside, and that's how we did the Shout reverse. out to my man King, too, man. My man King, King was got, out there doing work. So, back to it. King out there so, doing work. Turning it on and turning it off, was it difficult? Was it like you can maintain it? Or at first it was like, yo, what am I doing? What was I thinking? It was. What was I thinking? What did I get myself into? I walked out on that practice field and said, yeah, sure, I'll help out. And that turned into being the assistant coach. you brought me in just to help out because you was like the coach. Shout out to the coach that was coaching before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just happened to fall into my right right time, right moment. And actually, be honest with you, we were both doing things in our, you know, we you were focused on being a family man. I was working on building my family. I was actually in the process of getting ready to have my son. And, yo, it kind of brought me and you a lot closer. I mean, there was practice days when me and you had to walk away from each other. Right. Which was yeah, dope. We had to walk away. But we always we would come away. back. And I found myself sometimes, you would get overheated to me. And I'm like, yo, go go get some water, coach. I go in the car and play Nintendo. Yeah. Shout the, out to, yo, shout this out dude to, stayed with the shout Nintendo. Shout out to Pioneer. Hey, dude, with the, with the screen and Nintendo. But I, um, that was my, I, let me go cool off, you know. Let me not act out in front of the kids. Yeah. Let me cool off. Let me just walk away, you know. We was getting hot and intense. The kids, it's hot outside. The kids is hot. I'm hot. They hot. Some of them listening, some of them not. And you, we were, both of us, let me explain something to you. I was coming probably an hour every day from practice. So I would have to call him every day like, bro, are you sure you can get there on time? Because there'd be times where I'm... I'm leaving work two hours early, but I'm in traffic for an hour and a half. So I'm trying to book it to get to practice. But me and him made it work. Like I said, me and this guy have 20-plus years as friendships. I'm his son. I'm his son's godfather. Like, if they need anything, they could come to Uncle Mike. But I was Coach Mike. But at the end of the day, I still – we have um, been close. That I'm pretty sure that brought us even more closer than what we were as beforehand. Yeah, was because the we was – we was cool. Side by side. We was cool, but was this cool, really brought us side was, by side. Was, like, we would have to have staff meetings. He would tell yeah, me he hated me on defense. And I would tell him, like, yo, this is what we're going to run. And he would tell me, nah, this play ain't working. I'm like, it's going to work. And, you, you know, you're, as coaching, if you ain't never coached youth sports, period, any sports, yo, coaches have to take a break from one another. That would be some heated text to. messages yes. at that point. Yes, and then having a team mom involved and then parenting, like, he could keep his cool at some times. Now, when he lost his cool, I could. He, I'm on a whole nother level. Sometimes. Usually, it was if I lost my cool, then it was you that, know it was bad. But um, <laughs> with that being said, um, yeah, you know it was bad. The, it was just it was it was definitely a transition. So to finish up the podcast, because we want to get back to watching these silly commercials and and thing, right, and I want yeah. you to play them a little bit more of a snicket that you're building on right now. So, like I always did, I did on my last podcast with Devin and um Rob. What would you tell yourself today, 10 years ago? So, you, how old are you now? 37. So, what would you tell your 20 self? What classic. would you tell yourself in your mid 20s today that you know now, looking back? What would you tell yourself 10 years ago, right now? First thing, keep the Civic. If you have a Honda Civic, you need to keep that. The gas mileage is like 40 miles to the gallon. Okay, that's the first step. Second thing, because you were is, a dad at this point now. I'm a dad right now. No, Back. but you were a dad. You were about to have Carter. I was right? about to have Carter then. Okay. So um, I probably would have changed on how I moved into being a dad and how I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did everything quick. You know, the mother said she was pregnant. In the same 48 hours, I had got a car and moved out of where I lived at. Mm-hmm. I probably should have done that a little bit differently, thought about it a little bit better. Probably could have got a more solid more solid space. Or 
How would you were as far as your income, like your job? Would you have found a different job security to better yourself for the kids and 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 and, and parenting and, and your income and the household, just the whole household? The household. I mean, we went from you know, three ten. Everyone's aware of three ten. You know, that was a party party time, house. Party we had a house. friend house. Let's it be was, honest. It was a party house in Grace downtown, three ten yeah. North Stoke. Um, Taking that and going from family man in the same 48 hours might have been just a little bit much to to process, but um, we had to make it work. That's what was important, was the best thing for the kids. To this day, best thing for the kids, no matter what. Um, I probably would have played it a little bit smoother with how I transitioned from that to that. You didn't that. even take a breath. You didn't skip a beat, brother. Yeah, I'm pregnant. I was right there for you when all this yeah. happened. She said, I'm pregnant. I said, we're moving, and I'm getting a car. We can't have kids in the back of a Civic. So is, you know, what would you say as far as your overall being a person? Like, What would you tell your young self now that you know now? Keep the... Keep the finances together, cause that's a, a plays a major factor. Any you of y'all there spending money? Yes. Any of y'all that are on the on the younger side, value the dollar. Value the dollar. As much of a joke as it is on the commercials, I even got a remix of making fun of credit. You want to have your credit together, because I'm 37 years old. I made it all the way this far without any credit, and I'm still moving forward. I have a house. I own a house. I have a studio in the basement. You know, we built everything in here. Yeah, I did that all without credit. Was it hard? It was very hard. The kids learn from that. They learn. I tell them, guys, make sure you finance right. When they say, Dad, can we buy this game? I'm like, no. And I tell them why. Because that same $60 video game can go to food on the table, could go in a savings account for later, for your car, my car, a repair, or something something for the future. Spend money wisely because all in all, as much as much as we we all work, we all have jobs, and money is an object, and that is something that will will change how things work for the future, how you work your finances in the past. And I didn't do good with credit. I was buying whatever the hell I wanted to buy, and I was I had a good job, I had a great income. I was a pawn shop manager at the pawn shop at Edgewood. Shout out to myself because I ran that shop, and that's. That, that put you where you was that at. That put me where I'm at today. You know those learning experiences, and that was one thing that I that I like to just have that thought that man, if I really would have played that differently, then as far as the we always goes, got what if, bro. Just remember, yeah, we yeah. always got what if. But so my question being, looking at it now, would you ch- not to say that you would change? Would you still take the same path that you took because it made you better for who you are now? Versus what it was back then, because back then we didn't have no care. We didn't care about credit. We didn't care about enough. We wanted to party and do our thing. So would you, would you tell yourself? Would you have stopped and thought about it, or would you say, you know what, I would have done what I did because it would, it wouldn't have changed my outcome because your outcome is for the better now than it was back then. You know what I'm saying? So for like for me, we was wild. We was wild. Everybody yeah. knew what we, we was, was doing. We was wild. So where I was at, like, long story short, you know, after we. I left the 310 scene, I became a little out bit of an alcoholic. So it took for me being an alcoholic and waking up and realizing who was a part of my life and who was the people that was trying to help me get better to be where I'm at now, where I'm like, I'm using my passion and what I love for for fitness to take it here. So would you say, oh man, I wish I would have did it different? Or would you say, what the hell would it, the path that I, I was to where I'm at now helped me build to where I'm at as a person right now. You know what I'm saying? The path that I, the path that I went... 
definitely built me to how the person built me to the person. So you wouldn't change what happened. I really wouldn't change what happened because it would from the moment because it would have been different. The outcome would have been different now. The outcome would be different now from that moment. Pregnant and all that, like that was. I still think it might have been a quick move or whatever, but I think that still benefits the future. Like the whole concept, and still to this day, you know, with the boys, with Mariah, the boys, everything that's involved, my job, the rise in the music, all that is all for what's for the future. It's not about today, it's about tomorrow. Yeah, you got to live for the future, ladies and gentlemen. That's the biggest thing we don't understand when we're in our 20s. Like I always tell people, bro, now. The way society is and the way life is taken for granted nowadays and the people are dropping off in their mid-20s. Like, we've been blessed to see 30s. Life's out of party. Yeah. Like, we... Like, I tell everybody, everybody... Like, I'm like, I'm trying to live to be 35. God forbid something happened to me. So, like, people got to understand value life. Like, with the Kobe thing, it don't matter how much money you got. When the Lord calls you home, it's going to take you home. Regardless yeah. of if you're a billionaire. I didn't think I'd make it at 37. I mean, there's some things yeah. in the early 20s. That yeah, I wish I never here. did. Yeah, you know? yeah, we had a lot of wild nights, but um, some wild nights. With that being said, brother, driving um, on driving on the shoulder. Yeah, street yeah, racing. we did some street racing wild. With that being said, bro, um, Fast one, and Furious Nine coming out. You know, John Cena. We not we're not sponsored by them, so I'm not. Well, giving we're not sponsored. That. So check this out. John what Cena. I want to do is, I want to thank you as always, brother. I love you. Like I always tell people. Um, I'm gonna let you drop a couple more snick, give him a little bit of a snippet. Let me tell you what, man. Follow my man. I tagged him in a little quick video that we just did on Facebook. So anybody's following me on Facebook at Mikey Fit, tune in for the episode this week. I will tag him in it. You can get in contact with him if you need parties, if you want to do a bars mess foot, if you want to do a baby shower, you know, phone, you know, phone, phone tablets, you know, anything. What I mean? You need a new cell phone. I'll have everything if for I you. I want to get my offices on live. There you, know you go. I mean? There you iPads, go. So with that being said, bro. Like I said, I love you. I thank you for doing this podcast. Drop your tunes. After that, I'm going to finish up the podcast and I'm going to end it for you. But he going to give you a snippet again one more time. Yeah, one quick Shout snippet and we're we going. We're doing this. Hey, here we go. Check this out. I want to thank y'all for tuning in to the Fit and Pew, the Fit and Q podcast. This is my man DJ Lex Lear. Tune in for the episode to drop Wednesday or Friday this week. I want to thank you, brother. Like I always leave everybody with this. Love somebody. Hug somebody. 
Tell somebody that you love them and also get them a kiss. On that note, this is Mikey Fit. I'm gone.